When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Athletic. Having bulldozed his way through the Bundesliga, Jude Bellingham is now lighting up La Liga. The 20-year-old adding two more goals away to Almeria to his debut strike against Athletic Club. How has he settled so quickly at the world's biggest football club? And what is the Bellingham phenomenon taking over Spanish football? I'm Ayo Akimolere. Welcome to the Athletic Football Podcast. Good afternoon, everyone, for a start. Nice to meet you all. Hopefully we can have a good relationship over the next few years. Okay, so Jude Bellingham, English football's golden boy, taking La Liga by storm to tell us all about his impact at Real Madrid. With Within weeks of arriving, actually, we have the Athletics Real Madrid writer Guillermo Rey and also La Liga writer Dermot Corrigan with us as well. Let's, let's get into this from the West Midlands to the Bernabeu. Two games, three goals and an assist. How impressive a start to Madrid has Jude Bellingham had? Guillermo, let's go with you. It's difficult, to be honest, to to add something else because after these three first goals at La Liga, this impressive start from, from him, I, I think it's difficult to explain how uh, he has like begun at Real Madrid. His impact, I think, is, is something unexpected. Even that... His transfer was one of the most expensive in Real Madrid's history. I think he's, he's, he has been so far like an unexpected big news for, for La Liga. Good news, definitely. Yeah. Dermot, I was just watching his press conference a, a few days ago just to refresh my mind on sort of how he sort of took his his seat really at, at Real Madrid. I mean, this is a young man, very young man, let's not forget, just holding his own with the world's greatest journalists and also sitting in this seat in the world's greatest football team. I mean, he's sort of taking it all in his stride, isn't he? Yeah, it's incredible. It's super impressive, I have to say. Like, he has been through quite a lot, even though he is still so young from from moving to Germany, so young, becoming a, a key player for the England national team as well, so young. But even still, it's been a surprise because often players come to Real Madrid and Real Madrid are very proud to say that they're the biggest club in the world. You know, maybe Manchester United might argue, but they're, they're right up there. And it's a new country. It's a new scene. Um, often big big players, when they come with big price tags, can feel it's a lot of pressure. You know, it, but Bellingham, everything just seems to, to roll off his shoulders. He just seems to be really enjoying it. And he feels that that he belongs on this stage. Sometimes people can move to, to a club like Madrid and they're a bit unsure themselves. You know, it's going to be difficult for me. Maybe am I really good enough to, to play for Real Madrid? But there's been no sign of that at all from Bellingham, both on the pitch and off the pitch. And it's, yeah, it's been, it's been great to watch and it's incredibly impressive. Yeah, I was just thinking, actually, um, the shirt he's going to be wearing is 
the great Zinedine Zidane's number five, right? I mean, this is these are huge boots to fill. But I even remember in that press conference uh, they were saying, you know, this is these are huge boots to fill. Do you think you can fill it? And his answer was so special. He's like, you know, I've said in many interviews how much I admire uh, Zinedine Zidane, um, the the legacy he has in the club, and with this number, um, I'm not trying to be the same as him. I'm just trying to be Jude, but it's definitely a bit of homage to to how great he was. There's something really special about the way he conveys himself, in, especially at this big club of Real Madrid, is that he understands understands the tradition that, that that comes before him, but also there's an idea that he really wants to make a Jude Bellingham impact there, Guillermo. Yeah, that's right. What most strike, strikes me from the beginning is, is at San Mamés, the first game of, of La Liga. Uh, all the players and the coaching staff were going down the bus. Ancelotti seemed really tense, like he had this strong face. And then Jude Bellingham came by and he it felt just like he was so calm, so confident. It was impressive for a young lad who has just arrived. And for the Spanish society, not only the Spanish fans, I think it's a surprise to see a, an English player adapting so well to La Liga and to, to the to the country because in the past what we have seen is players like Goodgate, like Gareth Bale, who were magnificent players, probably one of the best, but who didn't adapt well to, mm. to, to culture, right? So now that we we see this guy, Jan Lad, 20 years old, knowing how to adapt to the most difficult club probably in the world, I think he, he understood from the beginning very well how the culture was. And I think Real Madrid knew that before before they made the signing. And that's why one of the of the reasons behind this this signing was that they knew that this was his guy, like mm. one of, of whom he, they could bet mm. on. Yeah. Uh, Dermot, I was just reading um, a, a piece about Steve McManaman when he was at Real Madrid. And um, obviously, you know, the, the club's moved on a lot since then. He said, you know, when he arrived, very few English speakers, if any, and, and, and rightly so. It's a Spanish team, right? Um, but obviously, I think the Madrid now versus the Madrid then is a, is a very different kind of environment. But the fact that Jude Bellingham, even at this point in his career, um, a little tweet, my producer sent to me just before this, attempting to even speak bits of Spanish as well, can be so endearing uh, to the Madristas, to, to to the fans of Real Madrid, and also that the institution, as Guillermo just said. Yeah, for sure. And there is an idea, like he's coming in, Bale was the last English-British player who who was at, at Real Madrid, and it's completely different from from his, the treatment that he had by, by the end of it. But you need to kind of accept, if you come into Madrid, you need to accept, which McManaman did really well about, you know, this is Spain. You, it's nice to to talk positively about Real Madrid and to talk positively about Spain and to say you're coming here to to enjoy the culture. Which is something Kieran Trippier also did, who um who Bellingham would know when Trippier came to Atletico and he he started in. And if you do embrace you know Spanish culture, Spanish life, the size of Real Madrid, instead of being a little bit worried about it, or instead of maybe trying to recreate what you had at home in Spain, which can be difficult to do, you know people will warm to you, fans will warm to you. And it's true as well what you said about it being a different Real Madrid, even from the Real Madrid that Bale went into, which had big egos, big personalities like Sergio Ramos and Cristiano Ronaldo, who were kind of the, the kings of the dressing room. And maybe that was a little bit more intimidating for Bale to, to come into. Whereas Bellingham's coming into a dressing room, which is is very international, 
There's a lot of young players who might have things in common with Bellingham, maybe life experiences as well, that that he can kind of talk to them. There's guys like Modric and Cruz who who speak English, who are the kind of the senior figures, but are maybe more more open and and also will know what what Bellingham has gone through. So it's a... I'm not saying it's easy at all for 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 Jude to come in for, for sure, but there are kind of advantages or or kind of positive things that Madrid have put there that have have helped with his his settling in period. Yeah, so obviously um, I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to players and and their sponsorships and and stuff like that, and especially boot sponsors. So he's he's going to be wearing the number five of Zidane. Zidane was also an Adidas player. Real Madrid sponsored by Adidas. Jude Bellinger, pretty good looking boy, speaks very well commercially. This could be very, very fascinating for Real Madrid, Guillermo. Yeah, it's it's, it's true. Uh, but we we could say that before uh, Real Madrid did the signing, I, I was talking to an executive from the club who is in charge of the sponsorships, and mm. he assured me that they, they didn't have like uh, variables on the Adidas contract, and they didn't they they weren't doing this signing because of Adidas or an sponsor, but they they knew that new markets could be open with this signing. UK, the States, even Almeria fans, I think that Real Madrid grew there with this signing and they are very happy with the impact that he has made so far. Not only about sponsorships, but also about uh, social media. They knew that Real Madrid will grow with this player. Like It's not only Bellingham growing with Real Madrid brand alone. It's, it's Real Madrid growing with Bellingham as a, as a Madridista. And I wanted to mention something else about the atmosphere at the dressing room. It's true that it's a completely different different dressing room nowadays than when Gareth Bale was at the squad. And that's why it's so important for, for the coaching staff, uh, sorry, for the coaching staff nowadays to have leaders, but good leaders and good models. And, and yesterday talking to a member of the coaching staff, he, he was very impressed very impressed with with Bellingham and he basically said we need a guy like like him we needed him because we needed leaders but we also need good good people and football also need this this type of of footballer I was just thinking about that dressing room actually and you, you think about the the Galacticos of Real Madrid of the past and those big big egos right and actually what you potentially have here is someone with a big ego, but also the humility that goes with it. And actually, potentially, this is an emerging newer type of Galactico, perhaps, that Real Madrid are now looking at. Yeah, it does seem to be the case. And it, it can be a little bit strange because you're kind of used to Madrid as being not that popular with the neutrals, maybe, to, to say that there are these guys who they spent a lot of money on these big stars and they all have big egos and they... They expect a lot for themselves. They kind of maybe are not as respectful of other teams or of other clubs and don't behave the best, maybe. But you've got from Ancelotti down through Cruz and Modric down to, to people like Militao and, and Chuamani and Camavinga and guys who are who are quite popular, even even with neutrals, Vinicius as well, you know, who who plays really well and is kind of a role model off the pitch for, for many people as well. And that's the kind of atmosphere that, that Bellingham is coming into. He has to kind of embrace that. And he has to, again, aside from all of this, he has to play football and be really good at playing football. And he definitely has been. And they can kind of see that as well. You could see with Cruz um, that the celebration of the goal on Saturday, how almost Bellingham was, was you know, gesturing to Cruz to say, like, um, come over here and celebrate with me. And he's the new guy who's just come into a situation. Cruz is, you know, how many four or five Champions Leagues won the World Cup? But Bellingham has the 
the personality and the the character to to see himself that on the same if not on the same level as Cruz because he's been been quite humble in his statements and saying you know I'm really happy to be here with these guys and to learn from them and everything but even still he's like I'm one of you guys I, I fit in with you guys and it's it's super impressive to see Hello there, James Richardson here. If, like me, you take an interest in the continental version of the beautiful game, then you should check out the Totally Football Show European Edition. Every Tuesday, I'm joined for the show by James Horncastle, Raphael Honigstein, Julian Laurence and Alvaro Romeo as we cover all the big European stories. Expect all the footballing insight you need on the Totally Football Show European Edition, which you can enjoy for free wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure to check out video versions of the show over on our YouTube channel. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You're listening to the Athletic Football Podcast with Io Akimole. I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, I think it was the first game he played for Madrid this season, and Tony Cruz plays this incredible pass to Vicinius Junior, where he goes to, to to score the goal, and Bellingham just turns around and says to Cruz, "Wow, bro, that was amazing." And I, I look at that in terms of a team bonding uh, kind of scenario. Already, you have a, a young man who's clearly very confident in his ability, but also has the humility to turn round to, to to the greatest players on the field, the the the, the OGs, as they say, the you know, and and be like look that was phenomenal man can you keep doing that just to set the standard as to where he sees this 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 team playing and and, and Guillermo do, do, do you feel like there is a a feeling uh, amongst the the older guard in, in at Real Madrid that you know what we, we, we've got a good superstar on our hands here but actually there's a we can start building a wonderful relationship as to say he's not sticking out like a, a player that needs to adapt yeah I think uh, Bellingham knew it was a good chance like to to play at real madrid because on the midfield there were still two magnificent magnificent players two legends as modric and, and cross and he knew from the beginning that he was going to learn from from them because they 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 put the standards before he came to real madrid so now that they they share a dressing room the the dressing room i think it's a, a learning process for Bellingham. And also, I think it's um, a competition, but in a good way for Modric and Kroos. I've been told that Kroos is thinking on retirement, of course. That's why he only renew, has renewed for, for one year. And what he always says is, if I feel the young, that the youngsters are better than me or are playing better than me and I feel like overcame by, by them, I would say, okay, this is the end. But 
until that, I, I will try to, to fight for, for my spot. And that's what is happening this season. Last season, we started to see that, like Gross and, and Modric having some trouble to, to, to be a status. Now, I think the, transi the transition is becoming more and more like it's a reality. Bellingham is above uh, Modric and Cross, which is crazy because of all the trophies and the history they have made. And But I think it's still a process and Bellingham will have to, to learn. And that's why he's with Modric and Cross and he's not alone. Yeah, really interesting. So we've heard about how quickly Bellingham has settled in at Madrid. But what about what he's left behind at Dortmund. In recent days, reports in Germany have emerged about his former teammates being glad he's moved on due to certain characteristics. From Germany, here's Athletic Seb Stafford Blur to explain. Yeah, it's a, a very, very strange story and it's one that's really taken shape over the past few weeks. The situation is characterised as being really that whilst Borussia Dortmund's players will obviously miss Steve Bellingham as a player this season in the Bundesliga and the Champions League, they might not miss him quite as much as a person. And not all of these not all of these reports are attributed to individual players, but there are some within that dressing room who clearly found him quite challenging, he found him a bit abrasive, and he possibly didn't enjoy being held to a standard by what was ultimately a teenager. Most recently, a couple of days ago, Christian Fulk, who is a reporter for Built, um, spoke to Emre Chan and, and quotes him as saying about Bellingham, uh, to have such airs about you at 19 years of age. He let the others in the squad feel that he was better than them, but he didn't always show it on the pitch. Now, um, we can argue about whether he showed it on the pitch or not, but clearly there were a few flashpoints. People remember the Nico Schultz incident um, against Rangers in the Europa League. Now, unfortunately for, for Bellingham, that was a, a limited attendance game, and so everybody in the world watching heard him complain uh, about the standard of, of Schultz's passing. It was pretty brutal. And this is a kind of a theme, supposedly, in which he would, when teammates performed below themselves or below the standard necessary for the team, Bellingham, despite his age, wasn't afraid to tell them about that. Another report that's come out over the last week is that now in Germany, at the end of the game, there's a, a little, I suppose it's, it's a really a ceremony of sorts where, where players go over to the fans and salute the contribution of the ultras behind the goal. Um, teams do that together. Sometimes you even see teams with players with the, their, their children and members of their family do it as well. So it's, it's you know, very much a kind of a, a team unity moment. And one of the accusations is that Bellingham would sometimes allow his teammates to do that together and then have his own little moment separately. Can't say I ever saw that myself. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. But it's on the one hand, yes, it's difficult for um, established professionals to accept those kind of behaviours from a, a younger player. At the same time, Jude Bellingham was clearly an outstanding player within that side and he was treated like a star. Dortmund made him their third captain in his final year. Also, externally, he was afforded a status. So he was the Dortmund player that was on the front of Kicker magazine or uh, El Freunde, it's another German football magazine. He was, he was treated as a star and seems to have behaved as such. And it's difficult. It's, it's one of those where people will just have to, to pick a side, I guess. Um, and I expect a few more details will come out in the coming days. Oh, Dermot, that's a really interesting one, isn't it? You've got uh, what feels like a rather frustrated young man in a team that he's outperforming, yet some players feel 
oppressed by his attitude to drive them to do better. It's fair to say that potentially the move to Real Madrid is exactly where this young man needs to be in his career if he wants to get to the heights he wants to get to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, without knowing exactly what went on at, at Dortmund, do know that they didn't have a great season <laughs> like a couple of years ago. Then, you know, they they failed to, to do what they, they really needed to do last, in the Bundesliga the last year. Yeah, yeah. And you can, you can understand the frustration of somebody who maybe is the team's best player at, at how, how that goes. Um, and he is still still very young. But those type of attitudes of, like, winner and um, demanding the highest standards and everything, that's going to go down really well at Madrid. Even those stories, I'd say, if they you know come to the into the Madrid press or Madrid fans hearing that, they're going to say, that's perfect. That's the type of guy that, that we want to have have at Madrid. There will be difficult moments at, at Madrid and it is going fantastically well for him after two games, but it is still only two games and, you know, they're, well, Athletic Bilbao and Amory are not the easiest places to, to go to, especially Athletic Bilbao. There will be bigger challenges to come over the season, Clasico's Champions League, all that. And Ancelotti does have lots of options to, to play in midfield, um, assuming Bellingham is, is going to start most of the games at this stage. But there'll probably become a time over the season where maybe his form dips a little bit or he's injured or and he's going to have to be able to, to deal with that as well. But there's no I haven't seen any suggestion that he won't be able to and that he's gone into a situation where he will be help, helped with that. People who've been through it as well themselves. And um, yeah, again, Madrid are going to be delighted to hear that type of uh, a personality is joining the club. Yeah, Dermot, you just spoke about... Um where he's playing at Real Madrid and it's clear to say, you know, obviously he's obviously come in for, for Benzema, not the same kind of striker. You'd probably think Benzema's got a massive presence up front. Now, what was beautiful about Benzema being in that situation was that it got the best out of Vicinius because they could sort of do that little interplay together and maybe Rodrigo on the right-hand side. Now, Bellingham is being asked, as we've seen, clearly to, to, to score more goals, be less of a, a number 10, that sort of hybrid number 10 situation where he's kind of like a supporting striker as well. How do you think this is going to go down uh, moving forward? Do we have a sense of what Ancelotti wants from this particular Real Madrid team and the, and the shape in which this Real Madrid team are going to play without the focal point of Karim Benzema? Yeah, Benzema was crucial to, to everything Madrid did in, a, did in attack over the last three or four years. It was tremendously good both the goals he scored himself and as you say how he got the best out of Vinicius and, and Rodrigo around him and you can't really ask Bellingham to, to play that same role he's not going to be a, a number nine or even a uh, a, a false nine or, or whatever way you, mm. you want to say it. he's a guy who wants to, to break forward to come on to the ball and get get into the box from, from deeper positions what Ancelotti has done is kind of looked at the squad that he has and tried to make the best use of the players that he has and put them into positions in which they are comfortable it's a kind of an unorthodox type of a tactical setup, I think, because neither neither Rodrigo nor Vinicius are kind of target men in, in any kind of way. They're not guys who are who are used to playing um as that focal point right right up in attack. Bellingham is also kind of getting used to a new situation. So I'd imagine the the tactical system will have kind of teething problems as well. There'll be there'll be issues uh, along the way and it, it's not ideal. Evidence from the two competitive games so far is great. Preseason in in America didn't seem to go so well. Um I think Jose Luz is still always going to be kind of a plan B, a guy to come off the bench maybe to play some of the, the Copa del Rey games or, or the the lower profile games. Madrid could, should, I don't know, I've signed a striker. You know, we go in about Mbappe and what's going to happen there. There's still time maybe to add a number nine. doesn't look like Madrid are going to sign anybody else, especially a big name player. But it's going to be a challenge for Bellingham, I think, to, to deal with when things aren't going as well as they're going at the minute. And also a challenge for Ancelotti to, to tweak the system, especially when opposition coaches and top teams maybe work out a little bit better how to stop them. 
Guerrero, I was just thinking, does this give a sense of just how much faith Ancelotti does have in Bellingham coming into this squad? Obviously, we just mentioned Benzema. I mean, come on, Ballon d'Or winner, <laughs> the greatest goal scorers ever in La Liga. I mean, an absolute baller. Bellingham now comes in as this weird sort of different kind of role. And Ancelotti is actually trying to pivot the team uh, around this young man. Yeah, I think um, Ancelotti from the beginning, after Benzema left, Ancelotti knew that he had to, to adapt to, to the squad. He would prefer probably to, to play with a 4-3-3 as he has almost always ha- has done. But he he said that at the first press conference before the the US tour, he said, I have to adapt uh, to, to the current squad and I, I will have to, to, to see if I have to change my system. Probably I will change it. And he, he has changed it. Now it's a 4-4-2 with a diamond, with uh, Bellingham as, as a 10. And it's not, I don't, I, I wouldn't define uh, Bellingham's position as a classical 10 because Bellingham has more responsibilities than a classical 10. If you see, if you have what's uh, the last two Real Madrid games at La Liga, Bellingham not only play in attack, but also is between the central backs when when the rival uh, attacks. So he has a lot of stuff to do during the game. Hello, listeners. If you're someone who is just too busy for a regular length podcast in the morning, we have something for you. The Daily Football Briefing brings you bang up to date with the biggest football stories in just over 10 minutes. Whether it's David Ornstein on the latest big signing or Matt Slater on a takeover saga that won't go away, we'll bring you right up to speed all before you've finished your first coffee of the day. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and all the usual platforms and make sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. This is a paid advertisement from Better Health Therapy Online. Do you ever get that feeling that you need to get something off your chest? We all carry around different stresses, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to release and discuss those thoughts and feelings and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you need to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist. And if things don't click, you can switch to someone new at any time with no additional charge. With over 1,000 therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. And because you listen to this podcast, you can get 10% off your first month of online therapy by heading to betterhelp.com slash athleticfootball. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash athleticfootball with no spaces. You're listening to the Athletic Football Podcast with Io Akinwalere. Dermot, I just something just hit me, right? And I was I'm I'm watching this this emerging Real Madrid team and something really touched me because obviously there are parallels to Cunningham and Bellingham, right? Like in terms of these two black players coming from the UK and uh playing out of Real Madrid. And I'm thinking, and maybe this is just my lens in the way I see it, but I know you've written extensively about the Vicinius Jr. incident and the racism that surrounded him, um, previous seasons and, and last season in particular. The emerging spine to Real Madrid are a bunch of incredible black players. 
Chouameni, Kamavinga, Vicinius, Militao, Rudiger, Alaba. When we talk about a new era, and let's not talk about potentially cleaning Mbappe joining that, that team. When we talk about the evolution of Spanish football and the evolution of what the Galacticos could look like, this is a really interesting concept. For sure, it's super interesting. And it's something um, that maybe some people in, in Spain and some people in Madrid need to still need to get used to, I guess, or to that it, it's a they're not used to having their heroes being black guys who, who've come mm. from, from elsewhere, for sure. Um, Vinicius has, yeah, like the, the abuse has been has been really bad that Vinicius has got. Thankfully, there hasn't been haven't been incident so far this season. But um, La Liga and, and the clubs have done some kind of education campaigns, marketing campaigns to, to try and and stamp it out. Um, there's a certain amount of skepticism around the, the campaigns um, uh, as well. So we're going to, hopefully there won't be more incidents, but, you know, we're, we're going to have to monitor it and keep an eye on and see how, how it's going. Um, it is, uh, yeah, it's just something, as I was saying, it's something new for Spanish Spanish fans and for, for Madrid as well to, to have to kind of get used to. And it's going to be fascinating to see how, how it works out. Guillermo, just picking up from that, this could be really fascinating, actually, for, for Real Madrid. Um, the greatest players in the team, the spine of the team, are going to be players of African origin. This is a really interesting time for Spanish football. Yeah, when Spain won the 2010 World Cup, I think something changed in 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 world football, not only in Spain. That is, Premier League start started signing a lot of Spanish players because of the their style, because of the a new trend, right? And when France won the 2018 World Cup, I think uh, another thing in football changed. A new trend came. And a different uh, football style uh, arrived. And some has changed. Real Madrid have seen that, have realized that they need that. And in the last years, the best players that have arrived or who have ar- ar- arrived at Real Madrid have been uh, more or less, uh, I would say, uh, players from France, but with uh, African origins mm-hmm. or African parents, Brazilian players. And it's not only about the phys- physical um, part of it. It's also about the technique, about the style. I think something has changed and Real Madrid have adapted to that. And it doesn't matter, obviously, the, the, mm. the color of the skin. Yeah, really incredible. Now, we're talking about a, a new emerging Real Madrid team, right? Um, a, a five-time Champions League winning team. How do we see this new era of Real Madrid looking like? Do we have a sense? And it's still very early. The team is still getting to know itself. Um, obviously, you'd always pit them as a team to make the final or the semi-final in the Champions League. But in La Liga, especially as Barcelona, obviously regrouping, re- reshaping. What kind of era does this look like now for, for, for Real Madrid? We'll start with you on this one, Dermot. Yeah, Madrid are still going through a kind of a transition from the from that team with Ramos, Cristiano, Bale, that that type of a team. Like when Ancelotti was hired to come in a couple of years ago as coach, it was kind of to oversee a transition to a new team with with Vinicius uh, as one of the leaders and kind of younger players who they had signed: Camavinga, Chuameni, Rodrigo. These guys they won the Champions League almost by almost surprised themselves by winning the Champions League in, in the first season, which was kind of a mix of your Modric's and Cruz, Courtois, the guys who are still there with the new team. The plan has to be for a new team to, to come in and emerge over the next couple of years. They should really be favourites for, for La Liga based on what we've seen so far. Barca are having some struggles to get um, to 
to build a, a new team, to register players. They still have their financial issues that they have. Atletico finished off last season really well, but saw last night again the drew nil all at Betis that they're not they're not firing on all cylinders. And Madrid have started well at the Champions League at the very highest level. There's still a feeling that that Man City, especially, um, saw last year are, are maybe a step still above Madrid because Madrid haven't quite reached the peak. You know, Vinicius isn't at his best yet. Bellingham is still just after arriving. Um, there's also kind of uncertainty over Ancelotti's position as coach. You know, there's all that talk about whether he's going to go to Brazil, what's going to happen there that still hasn't been completely sorted out, I think. And he's still, you know, he's out of contract at the end of this season. So I, I would make them, I would say it's still a team that can get a lot better. There's a lot of really, really good young players who are going to come to the, over the next three or four years, should be able to grow together, to combine together, to get to know each other really well and become the, the real leaders in the team when Modric and Cruz are, are no longer there. Um, winning the Champions League is going to be a, a big ask for them, though, I think, this year. Yeah, Galerba, I was just thinking, uh, you know, Real Madrid fans expect perfection. Uh, and we're talking about this this team that's evolving. <laughs> Do they have time to be patient? Or, I mean, <laughs> there's so much scrutiny on Real Madrid, you know, and, and playing for Real Madrid and what that requires. <sighs> Do they maybe just need to take the foot off the gas a little bit and go, look, you know, who knows? Let's just enjoy this moment and see how it evolves. Or just you just don't have time, do you, as a Real Madrid player? It's not only about the fans. It's also about the club itself. Uh, they say always the same. Uh, the standards are the highest. And it's always like that every season. It doesn't change. So even though we know that a na- number nine is missing, a hypothetical signing of Mbappé mm. is getting the and delayed and delayed even with the two serious injuries uh, Courtois first and then Militao even with all this context in in our hand I think uh, Real Madrid the club the fans and even the the squad know that they will have to to fight for for the three titles it's just like that I I agree with Dermot there there is plenty of room for for growth but they will have to to compete as they were as if they were at, at their best of their careers because it's just like that they they, they have this philosophy it doesn't even and it's it, it just it's just the the reality sometimes it feels like it's something uh out of this world but it's, it's the truth is is the mentality and sometimes uh they have succeed with that mentality even that they were in the best team so that's why they think that they 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 will have to to chase all all the the trophies this year yeah, and just to finish on this one uh, before we, we leave the pod, let you guys get onto your merry day. Um, this connection with Vicinius is interesting for me because um, he's a player. Obviously, we're talking about stepping up, and we haven't seen the full potential of him. But uh, it was a beautiful tweet, uh, tweet, or uh, it did a little Instagram post the other day of him and Bellingham sort of st- stood side by side with their arms out in the Bellingham celebration, and it read, "Hopefully, my connection with Bellingham will be like my connection with Karim." Benzema, obviously, that many goals and many sits and that Joga Bonito. You can start to see this beautiful relationship emerging, two young players at the top of their game. And actually, this could potentially really complement each other. And also Vicinius showing, you know, if, if I'm honest, that 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 uh, Bellingham celebration is like the Cristo in, in, in Brazil at the, at the top of Rio de Janeiro. You know, there's something really beautiful about these two connecting together. Don't you think, Dermot? Yeah, it's it's fantastic to see and it's fantastic to see Vinicius smiling again and enjoying his football and playing well for sure and the connection that is there with Bellingham and with Chuamani and Kamavinga Kamavinga as well is another guy who really enjoys his football and you know has that kind of sense of joy when the way that he plays the 
the way he eats up the, the ground and eats up other players as well, it can be fantastic to look. And there is that there is that potential there for a, a new team of to be kind of you know loved by people around the world as well. Kind of what I was saying before about somehow sometimes with Madrid, it's like oh they just splash out on the biggest stars and they're these guys with the big egos and you know fair juice they won the 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 trophy, but you know people maybe don't warm to them as much. But the, the current team, I think, um, has an opportunity to to really win over neutrals all around the world and to play some like beautiful football, winning football, and with Bellingham and Vinicius at the heart of it. Yeah, is there a sense of uh, Galerma what what the Madrid fans are excited about in terms of this connection? It could be a really you know talk about marketing. It's to be a very good marketing connection for for, for Real Madrid. Yeah, you, I don't know if you know, guys, but this uh, post that Vinicius uh, posted on, on his Instagram was edited. It wasn't real. It wasn't a real photo. Uh-huh. It was from the first goal, second goal of Bellingham and from the first goal that Vinicius scored, uh, the 3-1. Uh, but Vinicius picked that photo from a fan account. He wanted to post that. I think it has a great meaning. And not only for the fans, but for them, for, for themselves. I think Vinicius has understa- understood that the, there is a, another leader now uh, at the club. And it, hasn't, it, it hasn't happened with Rodrigo, for example. Rodrigo has spent uh, four, four seasons, is his fourth season, and we haven't seen Vinicius like that in the same mood than with Bellingham. So that that's another sign of, of how important is uh, his arrival. I think now mm, there is a new couple at Real Madrid. Before, as Vinicius said, it was Benzema with Vini. It was called the Benzema or the Vini. Now it's the Benbengam. Or... <laughs> <laughs> it will be, uh, I, I, I think, a couple of, of success. It will miss some sex, even though we, they, 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 they will have to improve because they are young. But I think they, they have created really good environment around the team around them and it, it just means a success yeah i love it i, I love your, your your spanish accent trying to say bing bingham <laughs> together <laughs> it, it just rolls off the tongue anyway gentlemen an absolute pleasure honestly so much to look forward to um in the coming season with jude bellingham so, sounds like he's sort of hit the ground running at real madrid huge thanks guillermo and also dermot as well for more on jude bellingham and his adaptation to life in madrid Head to The Athletic. You can sign up today for $1.99 a month for an entire year at theathletic.com forward slash football pod. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to The Athletic Football Podcast. The producers were Adonis Pratsides and Guy Clark with additional production by Mike Stavro and Jay Beal. The executive producer was A.D. Moorhead. To listen to other great athletic football podcasts for free, search for The Athletic on Apple, Spotify and all the usual places and head to theathletic.com slash football pod for the very latest subscription offers. The Athletic Football Podcast is an athletic media company production. The Athletic.